Welcome to the Get to Vet podcast, where we bridge the knowledge gaps in the military transition process so you can focus on what's ahead. Hey there, Get to Vet, Trevor Maxwell, back with you for season three, and with me as always is my partner in podcasting. As I get off mute, Mike Riggs. Yep, off mute. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, hopefully everybody caught season two where we, we spent some time with Jose, who I think he's back in Virginia now, um, talking about all the, you know, the stuff that he kind of covers when he's helping somebody go through the process of getting ready. And, you know, there's a lot more to it than just doing your your VA health claim. And so now we're, we're starting off uh, season three now. And uh, we got a, an all-time fan favorite and one of, our, one of our regulars on the show. We're doing transition check-in number five with Sean Bailey. Welcome back, Sean. Hey, it's great to be back. Thank you guys for, for having me again. Yeah, and so you've got some big news. I think the last time we had talked, you were just kind of working through some stuff, not a whole lot going on. But since then, uh, you've made some pretty big moves. I have. I um... I remember talking to you, Trevor, and I said I had a list. And I think I've said that a few times. I had a list of companies I wanted to work for. And I said, and you told me at some point, you know, you, you know, you're going to have to ask for a lot of things and you won't have the autonomy that you're really looking for. And um, I sat back and thought for a second. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, they say if you're transitioning out, you should talk to some people who are already out because that's, they already know they're already living it. So um, you said you may not want to work for a company and have less autonomy and you may not be able to do the things you want, which is be with your family. And, you know, and I said, man, that's a good idea. So one of the other chiefs that work here with me told me about another uh, senior chief who retired and got in the lawn care business, which there's about a million lawn care businesses down in Florida because they have a lot of rain and a lot of grass. And he liked it a lot. And she basically hooked me up with a, an entrepreneur coach. And it's kind of like speed dating for entrepreneurship. And uh, they're called the entrepreneur source. And uh, the lady I was working with was uh, named Heidi. And basically they'll do some personality profiles. Uh, they'll ask you a lot of questions. That'll probably happen you know, four sessions of that over a week. And then you kind of tell them what you want to do, what your dreams and aspirations are and how you want to spend your time and, you know, what's important to you. And then they use that information uh, and they kind of pitch you three different types of entrepreneur, you know, you know, things that you would like to do. And I thought I was originally going to get in the junk business because I live in Florida there's a lot of hurricanes and there's a lot of older population and Americans, well, they just have too much stuff and they don't want to move their own stuff. So I thought the junk business would be very fruitful. Um, and then I thought to myself, I was walking down the steps of my house and I said, what do I want to say that I do? What do I want to say that I do? What can I really live with? And I said, I don't know if I can call myself the junk man. So I immediately kind of like, okay. And I was chasing this, junk company for a while and you know i'm just like man i really want to do this and they weren't very receptive to coming back to me i'm just like well maybe this is a sign 
so in working with Heidi, she kind of uh, presented me three, three companies and I, and I've spent most of my entire life in the military, you know, swimming and doing stuff with the Marines and where swimming was very beneficial. And I said, I wanted to coach like wrestling or swimming or something like that. And I wanted to be able to give back to my community. Um, and she pitched me, you know, the junk business, another job like head hunting, and then another one with the swim school. And uh, as soon as she told it to me, I'm just like, I didn't want to like put all my cards down, but I knew in my mind, like, that's the one, that's the one I'm going to do. So I, uh, you do like a discovery time with each of these organizations just to see, you take phone calls, you look at the business plan, you look at their financials, um, you look at the company culture, you look at the mission, and then eventually you kind of decide on one. Well, I was pretty much already decided right off the bat, but um, so I chose that one and um, you still have to work with them and you talk to their, their business developer and uh, the recruiting person that, you know, if they like you, you're a good fit. You go up and you see him. It's right there in your backyard, Trevor, in Virginia Beach. And uh, you have a discovery day with them and you sit down and they have this itinerary. And you, meet the, you meet the owner and you meet all the marketing people and all the financial people and all the IT people. Um, but I think the thing that really attracted to me to it is the mission, you know, saving, you know, water survival. The mission of that uh, British Swim School is survival of the littlest. So basically you're, you know, instructing children, you know, infants and adults and special needs people, you know, how, you know, water survival, you know, water climatization, water survival, and then stroke development. So now when I come down the steps, I say, well, I'm saving lives. It's similar to what I do in the Navy, except now it's in the local community, you know, um, and that really kind of strung a chord with me. And during the discovery day too, I realized, you know, when you're in the military, you're surrounded by a team. Um, and there's definitely a team up there that are very interested in your success. And I'm a big person of like, I can feel when something's not right. I can feel when it is, I know what teamwork looks like. I know what it feels like. Um, and I definitely had that overwhelming feeling. Um, so it was a two way street. It's not like in the military, when you go in somewhere and you check in, that's it. Like you don't have a choice. You're just, you know, there, you know, you guys know as a civilian, if you don't like what you're doing, you can just get up or walk away. And if they don't like you, they can just say, Hey, thanks for, thanks for coming. Um, but there wasn't any of that. It, it was a really good feeling. So, um, and it happened very fast, you know, it happened within like a five month period, you know, from the beginning to, you know, purchasing the franchise and going through some of those steps. Um, but, uh, it was an emotional thing. Like I knew it when I saw it, I'm like, this is it. This is what I got to do. Yeah. And that's, I'll tell you that, like, I, I say that to people a lot of times too, that, that kind of want to go find something like that. Like I can't, I really can't place enough emphasis on like how much, you know, personal satisfaction you get from, from something like that. Like you, you were talking about, you're like, yeah, I save people's help save people's lives. Right. That's the same thing too. Like when, just, you know, working in my business, uh, you know, helping people with SBP or TSP, like, you know, they're like, hey, it was nice, you know, having you there who knows this stuff inside and out to kind of help me through that. 
or coaching at the honor foundation too. That's, that's another big one too. Like, you know, and, and I think we're going to get um, my biggest fan on, on the show here pretty soon. Uh, and he did, a, you want to talk about crushing your military transition. He did a great job, but yeah, when you have people that are like, Hey, thank you. You really helped me, uh, whatever it is. It is. It's, it, it makes you feel good. And, and even if you don't make a lot of money, you don't care because you get a, a tremendous amount of personal satisfaction right. from that. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I had looked at, at franchising before too, and I know like it, it just didn't, the, the timing wasn't right for it. I was like, man, I should have like hit these guys up a year from now. I probably would have been in a lot better position to, um, you know, actually move forward with like a franchise. Cause I'm always looking for like, Hey, what else is out there on the horizon? What else can I do? And in addition to what I'm doing now, um, at the same time, I don't want to overload myself. So I wanted to talk about that. Like, cause I know franchising is actually a pretty popular uh, option for a lot of, of transitioning military folks. And so I wanted to go through that process cause I've been through it too. It's just, I got to the point where they were like, Hey, you know, we'd like to offer you, this and and you you took it i didn't because i was like you know what yeah the time's not right so but maybe kind of walk walk through that uh process a little bit and some of the things that are involved too because i know you know there's there's certain costs that are that come with that and you know but they also have people that help you kind of navigate that process as well right so um so so the uh, onboarding takes can take anywhere from four to six months. I was in a unique situation where I basically, I'm trying to remember what month it was that I signed with the signed signed on with them. I want to say it was April, April or May, um, and they said, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, we basically can start in January, um, you know, basically a delayed start." Um, and they gave me a financial person that will help assist you through the uh, SBA loan process. Um, and they said, um, the company was very willing to work with me. I said, I really want this, this area. Um, so I gave them half the money for the, uh, for the territory and that locked it in. That was the kind of like the big cog in the machine right there, getting that location. That'd be um, the franchise fee, right? Right. Yep. Yep. And then there's uh yeah, so basically getting that location, and then the the coach gave me uh, a company to work with to assist me in processing the SBA loan, which I'll start basically getting all the information for that and processing all that in January because you have about a 90, 90 day, you know, give or take who you're working with time to process that loan where that data needs to be um, fresh for that. You can't you don't want to start the process a year out because you're going to have old, you know, they want the current, your current, you know, budget, your, you know, current cash on hand, current assets. They want all that stuff current. Um, and then, then after that, starting next year, I begin the, uh, I'm already doing some training online, some pre-training that I had to do. And then you start the, um, aquatics phase or the, I'm sorry, the business phase first, you go through about three weeks worth of online business training with a whole uh, cadre of other franchisees that are going through at the same time. And then after that, a week, 
you go up to Virginia Beach, and then you get the rest of the training. And then the next month, you do the same thing with the aquatics program. Uh, but uh, I would say the steps involved is one, getting someone that's going to help you figure out what you want to do or you figuring out what you want to do. Uh, and then there's kind of like a discovery phase and that could last, you know, up until the point where you say, Hey, this is the right, this is the right group or it's not. And then you will have a like meet the team day where you actually go meet the people in the organization. And it's kind of like a two way thing. You know, if they like you and you like them and they think you're a good fit and you're a good and you feel they're a good fit for you and you have that mutual agreement, then, then there's paperwork involved, you know, up until that point, you're just kind of dating mm -hmm. and then you kind of, you know, close the deal with the paperwork and the money exchange and the signatures and all that. Um, so it is a process and I was lucky that they were willing to kind of work with me and say, Hey, normally this is a four month process. When you say go, you're up and running in like four months. I said, go in April and I won't be up and running until mm -hmm. June or July uh, mm. of next year. Yeah. And so something else that you were talking about too, if, if you didn't know, like the, the SBA loans, the good thing about SBA loans is typically with those, most of the time, if you do any kind of commercial loan, they're going to want 20 to between 20 and 30% down, maybe 25% down. With an SBA loan through the Small Business Administration, typically a lot of franchises are very good with that stuff and they can get you approved for those SBA loans. And the benefit to using those is that you only need 10 to 15% down. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't remember exactly what the rates were, but, you know, there's an interest rate called the prime rate. Typically those loans are you know, two and a half to three and a half points over whatever the prime rate is. Yep. So and they're 10 or, 10 or 20 years. Yeah. Uh, the rates are typically pretty low. Most of what I've seen was like 10 years, but I know there's some out there that have 20. And um, yeah, so, you know, when you got approved, I, I remember going through that stuff too. And then some of the, the fees that are involved, like when you do a franchise fee as well, Right. I don't, I don't know what, what British swim schools, but there's typically like a, um, like a, uh, what do they call that? The, the monthly, uh, it's like a percentage of your gross sales, right? They, yeah, they look I, at that. Yeah. I, I should, I should know what it is, but yeah. Yeah. They're going to take a certain amount of your profit. Um, and that's, that's the price of doing business. That's yeah. the support there the team behind the scenes that's providing you all your, you know, your yeah. IT, your marketing services, your, you know, your, a, you have a business coach that you, you have a session with once, once a month and they come down once a year and basically look at your whole entire program. I would, I would just say it's probably like an inspection. They just come down and go through your stuff and make sure everything's, you know, tip top. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good, because you're just, you're basically buying a business kit in a box, right? So, right yeah, they provide the software, they do a lot of the uh, brand marketing, and then you kind of market your individual area. I know the, the one that I was looking at, they were like, you know, 90 days out, we want you to start getting, getting up on Google ads, 
And then, you know, they go through like search engine optimization and, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And, and then I think they said like the 30 days prior to launch, we want you to spend $15,000 in Google ads on, this was for the one that I did. Like, they're not all like that, but right. yeah, it was like 6% a month of your gross sales. And they have like software that tracks, tracks your income and all that. And then, um, but it's, it's like when they go through it, you know, they, they, they've already done it before they take care of all that stuff. It's a, it's, I was kind of impressed. like, Oh wow, this is like really efficient. Um, but yeah, that, that discovery day I did was pretty cool. They took, you know, we went in there, had some classes. We went to a nice place to eat and, you know, they, they loose greased us all up and, and yeah. the, next, the next day we did our interviews. Yeah. I think it's pretty, uh, the methods are tried and true over, you know, a couple of decades. Um, and you basically, you know, you follow the script, you know, you follow the checklist, which, you know, just happen to be very good at following a checklist. And, uh, you know, if you stay on script, you will be successful. If you, you know, try to venture off, maybe, maybe not so much. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you, man. I'm, uh, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of concerns do you have going forward? I think the number one thing I think about is, you know, staffing, it takes a certain person to want to work with infants and children. Um, and so in my mind, it takes a certain person to do that. So it may be easier, you know, you're not going to get someone who's like, woefully inexperienced um uh, you're going to get someone who's maybe done this work before um and they have a passion for it you're not going to get someone that says well let me just dabble this and try try out try try this out and see if i like it like, you're not coming to the interview on that one um so that's offset by the fact that most of the work is part-time you know you're in a pool, you're indoors, you're not out in the Florida heat. Um, uh, you know, you're going to work in a very nice facility. It's got air conditioning. Um, and the draw is that you're changing people's lives every day and you're impacting your local community. Um, so you're going to get a very small group of people who are interested in doing that work. Mostly, you know, maybe some lifeguards or some high school swim coaches or some maybe a retired swim coach and they're just looking to just do something that they're interested in and they're, Hey, this is, I just want to work, work a little bit. I want to work with these kids. Um, you know, I think that, that, that's probably my number one concern. We were, uh, Oh, you were going to say something, Mike. No, I think on along the lines of, you know, when you start, especially as a franchise owner or a small business owner, because my family goes way back doing small business it's difficult to find folks, even in the leadership perspective, to find somebody sometimes it's as passionate as you are about it. Cause you know, you have the passion for it and you have a lot of skin in the game. And I think, you know, if you can get somebody like you're talking about that has even remotely close to what you have, as far as a passion to do what you're doing, I mean, right. that's a phenomenal fit. You know, you, you can see it all the way up and down corporate America where, you know, folks, leaders within that, those all across industry that have had issues or they've had uh, faults 
or major mistakes along the way with retaining talent because they just get pissed off that, you know, their, their workforce isn't as passionate as they are. You look at like the Steve jobs, or you look at some of these other folks that just were, you know, sleeping, eating, breathing, freaking computers, computer programming. And then, you know, you got to get, there's a certain, like you said, there's a certain type of personality that's going to fit within that mold. That's going to be that great fit. And, you know, it's hard to take the, you know, just like it is, as we increased in, you know, responsibility within the military to take your hands off and kind of step back and let them run with it too. I think that's another difficult thing as it goes down the road. Yeah. I think it's going to be hiring. And I think that's a good part about you get, you get to pick who you want, not like in the military, they just send you and you, you know, do the best you can. You have the opportunity to create your own team. And when you have that and you get the right people, you are free to compensate them as you see fit. So if you hire the right talent and you compensate them appropriately, I think that's the magic formula and they, and they, and they want to be there. Then, then the next step is retention. How do you retain these people? Um, and I think that's, that's important anywhere. That's not new anywhere. Um, but I think that will be the key. You know, I'll, I'll tell you like with what you're doing, uh, just based on personal experience, uh, in the swimming pool, Mike and I saw this last weekend over Labor Day, uh, greased watermelons <laughs> in the swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. We're built, built some fun work culture, right? Hey, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that as you're talking about, like, finding people that, that you want to work with. And I was like, it was Labor Day at our, our community pool. And we're sitting there uh, drinking some tasty beverages, watching all the kids fight over this greased up watermelon in the pool. And I was like, man, that was fun. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something too, like find ways to make work interesting for the people that are there because that's, yeah, you know, I saw a really good post from Charlie Wills, one of our other, yeah, as we've had on the show where he's like, I am sick and tired of hearing about quiet quitting. Like just quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, I saw that on tv the other day you know but i mean yeah that's a that's a leadership position for you because now you're you're the head honcho right that's that's something yeah. that's right up your alley in terms of responsibility is uh you know we say like it's tough to find quality people but then when you do i i always kind of think of it as like i i remember when i was and i know mike definitely remembers like when i was a brand new eod tech right i was pretty much worthless like I went to EOD school. I didn't really know a whole lot about how to really do stuff. Um, you know, but over time I got developed into somebody who were like, oh yeah, this guy can go on deployment and not get himself or somebody else killed. Um, you know, maybe you don't always find the person who's right for the job at that time, but you can always develop them into that. And that's, I mean, that's a, it's a leadership challenge from a business perspective. We're, we're kind of looking at that right now as we're in this this conundrum of like, hey, you know, how do we grow the company to kind of get it to the point to where we want it to where I don't have to do, you know, $15 an hour work. I can focus on $250 an hour work, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's tough. Like a lot of young entrepreneurs don't understand. It's like, 
you eventually you have to stop working in the business and start working on the business. And that's so many different things that take in consideration. Like it's um, right. It's you have tough. to create, you have to create those layers. Uh, so it frees you up to do the, to do the up and out stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't remember who said it, but they said, you know, basically find something you're passionate about and never work another day in your life. So, I mean, I think that's the, you know, that's the road you're on. And I think that's a good one to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing in Florida, there's just a lot of swimming and swim activities and swim, you know, so there's, there's ample amount of people who are, you know, qualified and anxious to do it. You just have to you know, market to the right ones and they help, they help you with that too. They have all the, you know, marketing material and, uh, job seeker things to get, get the right people. And then there's just, you know, just kind of walking around and talking to people. I don't have an issue going somewhere and saying, Hey, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. If you're interested, you know, here's my card. Be happy to talk to you or I will walk right into someone else's swim organization and see what they're doing and talk to their people too. I have zero issue doing that. Yeah. I think we're going to spend some time with you too, to, uh, to get you to the point where you don't even have to do that, where you got people walking up to you saying, Hey, you're, you're Sean Bailey, right? Yeah. And that's another, yeah, that's another thing, you know, once you get, you know, the word of mouth and, you know, you have a bunch of, uh, families in there, you know, dads and moms, and they're all sitting on a bench in the pool for half an hour at a time, they're all going to talk. And then, the gentleman that I went to his pool, he works here in Jacksonville. He owns four territories. I spent about two hours with him at his pool. And he said, you know, at a certain point, you know, you still do all your marketing, but at a certain point, the wheel of just people discussing your organization, it grows to a certain level where now you don't have to do anything to make it spin anymore. It's just going to keep spinning on its own. And he said something very interesting to me. He said, if you get it right here at the, at the pool, he said, if you do everything right here, everything else falls into place. You don't have to worry about anything else. If you yeah. get the operations right, right there in front of the people, everything else falls into place. Cause all these moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandmothers and grandfathers, they go everywhere else and they go talk to people. I always equate it to like fast food commercials. Cause you see all this great marketing for like McDonald's. And then you go, unless you're like, it's two in the morning and you're drunk, but you go buy that quarter pounder with cheese and you're like, this looks nothing like that. Right. Like what yeah. you're saying, like, Hey dude, make that Big Mac look like it does on TV. Right. Mm -hmm. Make the, make the end product because that's, it's true. It does. If you do what you do well, um, you know, word of mouth. And, and that's, I've seen that to be true even in my business right now. I have, People that say, yeah, my buddy did this. He told me to talk to you. Um, yeah, so there, there's definitely a lot. Uh, I think that's just something that we kind of get anyways. Like, you know, the communities that we came from in a military career where it's like, yeah. hey, dude, you know, that, that whole never time to do it right the first time, always time to do it over is, is doesn't play here, right? there's a reason that we put the time and effort into making sure we do stuff the right way. Um, right. Cause if you don't, you know, bad things can happen. So, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, what comes out of this. Uh, maybe when are you launching January? 
Um, I will grand opening probably June or July next year. Okay. But you're really going to start in uh, January then, right? Start. Yep. I'll get to start getting the SBA hammered out and then I'll start the business training in April, May, and then aquatics training in May, June. And then there's a lot of other things in between that, but those are the two main big, big pieces. Um, yeah. And that just all responds with when I'm actually, my relief comes in here and then I can kind of roll out. Are they doing like a, are you going to do any kind of skill bridge type stuff or? No, I, I basically told my CEO, you know, I don't really need a skill bridge. Um, um, I said, everything I'm doing right now, you know, I told her, I said, I'm going to have a sign on my door. This is coaching session in progress. I said, I'm talking to my business coach for, for the franchise. I'm talking to you guys. Um, I may do something on LinkedIn. I may be making contacts. I mean, I'm a year, a little less than a year out. Um, I already have a plan in place. I know when it's going to happen. I know the different time gates that I'm going to go through. Um, I pretty much, I really don't need a skill bridge. Um, I'm already going to just use my terminal leave and do all my, the bulk of, um, at the, at the, you know, middle of the year, once I leave the command here, I'll just be on terminal leave and I'll go to the classes and fly up to Virginia and complete all the classes and be back down in Lake Mary for, for the opening. Yeah. Well, you've, I think you've done a lot of, of heavy lifting up front. So, you know, you probably don't need it as bad as somebody who's like, well, I'm going to work till the very last day. But I, you know, I kind of like the attitude you have, like, Hey, there's going to be a sign on my door. Don't come in my office if you see it. So. Yeah. I mean, I haven't stopped working. I'm, you know, I'm still committed, you know, to the United States Navy, but I'm busy, but I'm not that busy. You have, I, I, there's another gentleman that works here with me. He's a captain. He's been in like 32 years. And, uh, folks that are doctors or nurses or psychologists, you can get out and work, pick a place, especially here in Florida. It's like God's waiting room. There's a million hospitals and they're more than happy to hire you in an instant. Um, you know, for some enlisted folks, that's a different story. And, and I, you know, I told my, my other buddy, he was a, he was a chief and he, then he became a, a, a critical care nurse and he works here at the hospital. He was a, in recon with me. And I said, if you don't carve out the time on your own, no one's going to do it for you because if you don't close that door, it's going to, it's, it's just a revolving door and that phone's going to keep ringing. Those emails are going to keep coming in. So you have to shut it off and understand if you don't do the work now, it's going to be not on your terms. So put the work in now, make the contacts, you know, do the paperwork, talk to who you need to talk to, start setting up your network and talk to guys like you that are already out that have been working, you know, doing your thing as, as retired folks. Um, Cause I tell them all the time, I said, I could tell you stuff all day, but I'm not retired. So I don't know. I'm just telling you what I know now. So go, you know, there's a lot of retired folks out there. Go talk to them. I'll tell you too. I still, you know, the network thing, we, we probably beat it to death on here many times, but like even today, what I was doing for work and talking to these folks, it was a network that I established 
probably 14 years ago mm-hmm. that we got back together and started talking about things this morning and it went on and on and on and on and on. But the, you know, the, the network and, and as you exit, you know, establishing that network before you leave. And of course it's old hat for us because, you know, the chiefs mess within the Navy. That's, that's what it is. It's a giant network, you know, but also when you finally do retire, you separate, understand that doesn't stop. If you're smart, it doesn't never stops. So right. I constantly, especially in the job that I'm in now, because I think last time we talked, I was in my old job. So I became that first year uh, retiree or separated veteran uh, statistic, which I'm quite proud of, but uh, cause I couldn't be, you know, I'm in a real good place now and I, this job is awesome, but um, yeah, that, that networking and, and putting, you know, putting the dots together and, and uh, you know, that just never stops. I think if you're, if you play the game right and, and you keep that strategy, especially, you know, with you and your business in that area and that, you know, marketing is networking It is fundamentally. So, you know, it's something we're accustomed to, but I highly recommend people continue and be very strategic about what bridge you're going to burn or blow up on the way out. So, <laughs> cause that's kind of, that's hit me a couple of times while I was out, but it is what it is. And it put me in a better place, but, uh, some sometimes you're not so fortunate. I I couldn't agree more. It's uh, and I think we'll definitely hit that again. Like maybe we'll do another check in in January as you kind of get started and and talk about that. And you and I can we'll talk more offline too because we have some other things that we're working on that I'll I'll bring in the loop on. But uh, well, hopefully uh, since you'll be up here next week, yeah, uh, maybe uh, we can all go. I don't know. Maybe we go over to decoys and sit out on the deck and have some tasty beverages together. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Decoys is like the chicks of uh, Suffolk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little smaller, not as many cool guys there, but less teeth, but it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Sean, we appreciate you coming back for a check-in. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week and having you again, having you on the show again here in a few more months. Yeah, it's great seeing you guys, Trevor. Mike, thanks again for keeping me in mind, letting me talk and, uh, you know, helping people out. And you guys keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, you're helping out a lot of people. Um, it's a great thing. So definitely appreciate it. So thanks. Well, thank you, sir. And we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah, man. See ya. Yep. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Get to Vet podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on LinkedIn. If you'd like to come on the show, email us at Mike or Trevor at gettovet.net. That's get the number two vet.net. And let us help you get to vet.